The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do-gooders with interviews, music, and documentaries. You're listening to the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM, brought to you by the Media Institute for Social Change, a public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. Learn more online at mediamakingchange.org. Today on our program, we talk with representatives from the Service Project about the organization's changing focus and an upcoming performance. This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. We have a full studio today. Uh, we are joined by the Circus Project. Um, and if you were thinking that people are swinging from the rafters and trapezes from on trapezes, it's not quite what it is, but it'd be exciting. How are you guys today? Great. Thanks for having us. Doing well. Doing really good. Thank you. We're going to start with uh, Kirsten Collins, who's executive director. Um, transformational artistry is what I saw the Circus Project, how it labels itself. That's a lot packed into two words. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it is. Can you help unpack those two words, transformational artistry? Yeah. So um, the Circus Project uh, is a space in Northwest Portland where anyone can come and learn aerial arts, acrobatics, um, juggling, object manipulation. So we do have some um, hanging from the rafters. Um, and so our mission is to teach people circus arts, and that's anyone from little kids, grown-ups, teens, um, and at all levels. So um, people who are just starting out, trying it for the first time, to people who are really trying to make it as a professional artist. Um, and we have a number of professional artists who are using our space as a, as a training facility. What sort of insurance do you guys carry? Uh, we carry expensive insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine. We I would carry imagine. expensive insurance. Um, uh, so, in a, so while teaching circus arts, we're very committed to finding that intersection between um, artistic development and harnessing all of the innate qualities of circus that lead to personal growth and um, and through personal growth, then community and collective transformation as well. So, And how, how evident is that during the classes, the, the personal growth part of it, or is that just a natural byproduct? Um, I think it, it's both. So um, given the nature of circus, I think you can see how it would lead to building um, confidence. Um, you need to be able to trust your partners. Um, if you're if you're working with other people, it involves learning how to communicate and um, you know learning. We practice um, consent all day long too, and like learning how to say that doesn't feel good. That feels good. Um, that feels safe. That doesn't feel safe. And learning to trust your body in that way. And, and, and so I, I remember when Circus Project began, um, my details might be a little bit hazy, so help me bring them to focus. Yeah. Uh, 12 years ago or so? 10 years ago. 10 years ago? Yeah. Okay. And it started with a very specific uh, group of kids. Is that right? It was, it was uh, homeless youth, and, and it was helping them bridge and, and everything you were just saying, trying to gain some confidence, gain some life skills. Um, do I have that right? Yeah. So Circus Project was founded um, as a program specifically for 
uh, youth experiencing homelessness. And at that time, uh, we used the phrase uh, at-risk youth, which is something we don't use anymore. Um, and it was started by Jen Cohen, who was a professional circus artist and also a mental health therapist. And she had had some experiences in San Francisco working with homeless youth and really saw circus as a way to um, as a, a way to capture attention for youth who maybe weren't receptive to other community interventions. Um, and then also seeing that they had really amazing artistic capabilities and stories to tell and that stories that needed to be on stage. And that changed at some point. And or, or or widened yeah. or I, yeah. there was a transformation because it is now I am now um, I'm signing my two year old up for uh, classes in the winter. Oh great! And so so that is that is a, a different. Yeah. yeah. Group. So as the as the organization grew, um, we found that um, people of all sorts were really interested in learning circus, and that that was something that we could offer the community, um, and also that was a way to be a more sustainable organization. So now that we have classes that are open to anyone with a tuition that's um, brought in some earned revenue that can complement the grants and um, individual contributions we receive so that we're able to have a really robust program, um, a really sustainable organization, and a real variety of different circus arts and, and artistry we can offer, that then we're still committed to figuring out ways for people who are experiencing all sorts of systemic oppression, um, whether that's experiencing homelessness, homophobia, racism, um, uh, or all the ways that those intersect, um, finding ways to um, make that accessible to everyone. And how does that, and, and this is more of a qualitative question, but how does that affect the mood at Circus Project, um, you know, shuffling in, uh, two-year-olds and mm -hmm. uh, shuffling in, you know, 40-year-old ad executives into the mix. Mm -hmm. I mean, does that, um, is, is, how does that change the mood? Uh, how does that change the mood? Um, or does it? Or, I mean, how does, you know, before if it was a very specific uh, group and a specific mission and now you have uh, a, a, a wide demographic that is being pulled into the projects, does, does that affect yeah, I think it's really, that's a really interesting question. I think, I mean, my experience is that I also take the class with two-year-olds with my two- and three-year-old. Um, and I think it's really cool that there are people who, outside of Circus Project, are, you know, professionals, retirees, parents, little kids are going to school, um, people who are, you know don't have secure housing, who are, um, you know, have financial barriers to participation or experiencing other things. But when you come into Circus Project, um, our goal at least, and I think this is true for a lot of our students, that there's an opportunity to really emphasize the artistic pieces of your identity and to be in a place where everyone is valuing um, circus and working hard and training hard and um, having fun and building community and um, so yeah I think it's it's a real like circus as a bit of an equalizer um, one more question on this 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 uh, line of questioning and then then we can move on yeah but I'm wondering because a lot of organizations talk about their narrative mm-hmm 
and at some point uh, does Circus Project let go of its origin story because it has transformed? Uh, have you already done that? Is that necessary? How much does the origin story matter anymore to what's yes. happening now? So, yeah, this is definitely on my mind as the executive director all the time in that, I mean, our origin story is our origin story. Like, it's not, we can't change it. Like, it is what it is, you know, it is our origin story. It's also a very sticky story. So it can be, um, it can be tricky to talk about how we were started and where we are today and the organization has grown as organizations do and changed um but yeah we're not we're not claiming that we get people off the streets um there are there's a whole continuum of organizations in portland that are um supporting youth especially who are homeless and um and we are conscious of that and trying to plug into that in the way that we can um and focusing on um you know providing a space for people that's maybe outside of um like a shelter or their transitional housing or people who are recently housed or or experiencing any sorts of um lots of different types of barriers so that's still like a really core part of our mission that is now surrounded by teaching circus to um people who have more privilege as well and 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 now you guys just got a you have a ten thousand dollar grant from Cirque du Soleil Did I, do, yeah that's great yeah that was really exciting <laughs> they um only gave out the, uh the through the Cirque du Monde program of Cirque du Soleil uh, which is their way of funding um the term is social circus it's like a way of using circus for social change um and so they gave out three three grants in the U.S. this year and we were we were really proud to be one of the recipients and so so um three grants so how how unique is the circus project i mean there there's other programs like this mm -hmm. around the country around north america or i mean what how, how unique is this how unique is this um i would say i mean there are a number of places you can learn aerial arts or other circus disciplines in portland um there are other organizations in the united states that um are using circus as a tool for social change or um you know social circus and maybe Josie could talk about this a little bit more too uh, is definitely a global movement so there are groups doing circus um in refugee camps in hospitals um in all sorts of different communities um as a way to help people lift up um and we're really proud to be part of that movement Kirsten Collins is executive director for Circus Project. I'm going to turn uh, our attention over to Josie Marks McQuaid, who is the Voice Project coordinator. Um, what is vo so? Voice Project is uh, part of Circus Project. Tell, tell me what that is. Yeah. So within the Circus Project, we have the Pathways program, which provides accessible circus training to um, folks with either like financial barrier um, and it's all scholarship and application driven. Um, and then within that, we have the Voice Project, which the Cirque du Soleil, Cirque du Monde uh, grant was fun is funding 
currently. And so right now we have a cohort of six young adults and we've been working together for the past six months working on a circus show. And a circus show that um, I could go see, that anyone can go see? Yeah, you can totally go see. Um, Our big show is November 23rd and 24th at 7 p.m., The Circus Project. And at your space, at the space in Northwest Portland. Cool. Yeah. And and um, can you can you give a little preview of, of what is happening at that space? Yeah. So within the voice project, we've been utilizing this youth led participatory action uh, methodology in in our coaching. So it's really the students who have come into the space are bringing their stories and their experiences and sharing the social justice situations that they face, like that they're encountering daily um, and bringing that all together in a creative process um, using the coaches circus vocabulary and training to create this show. And and um, these these youth are these are, people are coming in and have no previous experience, or they do have previous experience, or what's? It's pretty diverse, yeah. um, but for the most part, it, everyone is is learning and has recently acquired circus skills since joining the program. So let's 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 talk about um, you a little bit and how did you become. Can I call you a circus performer? Is that I? Yeah, totally. Okay. I'm a juggler, and I also dabble in aerials and acrobatics. Um, aerials and acrobatics doesn't seem something you like dabble in. <laughs> <laughs> like it seems like you would have to commit. Yeah, I think like any um, you know exercise and training regimen, you do have to commit and focus. But I think what's so wonderful about circus and the community I found at Circus Project is it's really fun, and Yes, we are working hard, but it's also just a really fun and like in your body, nice experience. How did you first start? I began juggling as a street performer in Peru. What what was it that drew you to want to juggle? I mean, there you could have if you know you could have picked up a guitar, you could have picked up. I mean, what was there something about juggling that was really engaging to you or interesting? Yeah. Yeah, I really liked the mental challenge of it. Um, I liked how, or I still like how um, you are manipulating objects as an extension of your body through space. What's the oddest object that you juggle? Um, I've juggled dough. I have a current (laughs) act where I make bread dough on stage and juggle that. It's the finale. That seems tricky. Yeah, sticky. <laughs> and sticky. Um, and we are also in the studio with, with V, who is one of the students of Voice Project. And we are going to talk to V when we come back from our music break. Uh, do you have a song that we could cue up? Yeah, I do. Um, Can I Kick It? A Tribe Called Quest. Great suggestion.
That was Tribe Called Quest. This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Happy Hour. I am joined in the studio today uh, by with the Circus Project, and one of the students of the current Voice Project is V. How are you? I'm well, thanks. How long have you been with? Do I say Circus Project or do I say uh, uh, Voice Project? Well, I've been with the Circus Project. I started just uh, dabbling um, in uh, the Pathways program, which just started off as a class once a week. And that was last winter. Um, and then since then, um, I actually like became a part of the voice project, um, I'd say about six months or so ago. Yeah. What last winter drew you to Circus Project? Um, I was living in my car. I was doing the van life thing. Um, but then I settled down in Portland. Um, I was 
going through a breakup. I was living outside. I had a lot of time on my hands. Um, and I wasn't doing as well as I am now. So I was looking for things to do to fill my time. Um, I talked to people around um, Outside In, um, which is a fantastic organization, by the way. But, um, but uh, somebody there was uh, participating in the Pathways program. Um, so I showed up. I expressed interest. Um, Ren, um, another one of our coaches and like a manager of ours um, at the Voice Project, um, got me signed up on scholarship, um, and the rest is history. What is your favorite uh, artistry? Ooh, that's so hard. You mean like circus related? Cir- yes, circus related. Hmm. Well, I did aerials for a while, like aerial silks. Um, and I recently started doing more lira, which is like a hoop that hangs in the air. Um, and I've been having a lot of fun with that. Um, I would say that's probably one of my favorite things that I've done there. Uh, when you first walked into the space, do you remember um, being excited, being intimidated, um, being confused? Being what? I, what there, there, it seems like there, they would evoke a number of emotions. Oh, definitely. I mean, I was nervous for sure. I didn't know what to expect. Um, my uh, my notion of what circus was, um, I just thought like you know like wacky, crazy people flipping all over the place. I thought like Circus Dole type um, or Cirque Soleil. Had, nah. But <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I had no idea what to expect. I felt nervous. I felt excited, a little bit intimidated. Um, but Ren was warm and welcoming. Um, and I just had fun starting to like work with people. Um, so I mean, those feelings of like, um, like fear, intimidation, those, those, faded away um yeah and i've just increasingly had more fun <laughs> do you do you like the uh the circus the tapestry the um um the for the exercise itself or do you like the performance aspect of it it's both um i definitely was not as fond of the performing side of it um until our last like little showcase that we did um yeah, at first I was terrified of performing. And I mean, I still get like jitters about it. And I'm nervous about our show in November, but I'm also very excited. And um, more so, yeah, since our last performance, um, because it was such a huge success. People really seemed to love it. They told us so. Um, and they seemed really, really impressed. Um, and it was a good feeling to like, to know that like people were really into what we were doing and what we had put together. And so, so uh, it's been about a year uh, since you've been with Circus Project. Um, you've obviously picked up artistry skills, but you also preface this by saying you're doing better now. What personal skills do you attribute to Circus Project? Personal skills, um, other than like um, like learning like tricks um, through them. Uh, I'm not sure what kind of like personal skills I could have acquired aside from um, like learning how to, yeah, you know what, um, I've learned how to trust people more. Um, I found that it was really hard for me to, uh, I'm very non-confrontational. I, uh, I always want to avoid conflict. And when you're creating a show with five other like young adults who are maybe a little disenfranchised, been through some stuff. 
um, things can be challenging. Um, you know, there are all kinds of different ideas like floating around. Um, it requires collaboration and teamwork. Um, naturally, when you work closely with people, conflicts arise. Um, and I really appreciate that. I know we've handled this all so gracefully. Um, so yeah, I think I've definitely learned how to trust people more, um, as well as myself. Um, that's a bit, I mean, that's, that's, that's a huge statement. And I think also like how to find like my voice. Like I have been able to like talk about things, even though it's been uncomfortable and I was afraid of butting heads with people. Um, I found myself doing these things and it was hard, but you know, like I said, uh, you know, we got through it and, and I'm really glad. V is a student with the Circus Project. Um, V, has anyone ever told you you have a voice for radio? <laughs> you really, I mean, honestly, like, look out, Terry Gross. Like, you have a very captivating voice. Um, we were talking to the radio, uh, sorry, we were talking to the Circus Project, um, and we are nearing the end of our half hour here. Uh, Kirsten Collins is the executive director, and I want to just wrap up a little bit with you because this is the nonprofit happy hour. We also talk about just the uh, administration and the working of nonprofits. Amazing. Um, you were a board member. I was a board member. That's an interesting transition to go from board member to staff. Can you, uh, because we do have people who work at nonprofits listening to the show, um, provide some insights. I mean, was, was that, was that tricky? You're taking a different perspective on an organization. Um, one, was it a tricky transition and two, uh, describe your relationship now with the board of directors and, and, and how that works. Yeah, so um, I was on the board for three years. Um, I was also a contract grant writer in a prior life. Um, and that was uh, how I first started working with the Circus Project. So personally, I've been involved with the organization um, and its strategy for a long time. And um, through my work as a grant writer, um, got very passionate about the mission and um, saw a lot of potential and opportunity in the organization to do some really amazing work in the community and um, was convinced by uh, Jen Cohen, the founder, to join the board. And um, so, yeah, it was um, an interesting transition to go from being more of a strategic advisor to really um, having to, to being responsible for actually putting it into action and making it work and making it happen. Thank you all for coming in and talking. It was, it was a very uh, diverse discussion and I am, I, we, we, we juggled a lot of different interests. Oh my gosh. Sorry. <laughs> I had to go there. Uh, the circus project is a remarkable organization in town and you guys, somebody, somebody please uh, lean into the mic and make a plug for the November show. You go for it. <laughs> We are performing for y'all on November 23rd and 24th at the Circus Project on 17th and Petty Grove at 7 p.m. Um, we would love if you would come and check us out. Um, and yeah, keep us going. Yeah, ticket. you can get tickets at thecircusproject.org. Um, it will certainly sell out, so get them in advance. I am planning on buying mine today. Thank you very much. All right. Thank Thanks you. So Thanks so much. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is made possible by Beneficial State Bank, a certified B Corps that holds to what it calls a triple bottom line of social justice, environmental well-being, and economic sustainability. 
If your organization or business is interested in underwriting our show, please email phil at mediamakingchange.org. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and KXRY Radio, X-Ray FM. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our executive producer and editor is me, Carly Meisberger. Archives of past shows can be found on our SoundCloud page. Questions, comments, or ideas about the show can be sent to info at mediamakingchange.org. Our upcoming shows include organizations from the Willamette Week Give Guide. Next Friday, we will have BN Star, which is hosting their annual fundraiser and musical celebration at Revolution Hall this coming Thursday. Thanks for tuning in.